Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. See, I thought about bringing Floppy Gengar in here, but I was just like, maybe Floppy Gengar isn't the mood we're ready to set right now. <laughs> Samson Davis. Floppy Gengar sounds like a Gen Z STI. <laughs> Stace Babcock. I prefer my Gengars to be fully stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest, Stephen Garcia. I like firm Gengars, personally. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Gengar number? <laughs> Twelve? Is that? Is that yeah. the right oh, yeah. one? All right. yeah. I'm, glad to be, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. yeah. My Gengar goes up to 15. Okay. Yes. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thanks for joining us. Listeners, you probably most know Stephen from Forge Academy, which is an excellent 5e actual play podcast using the Witch Plus Craft supplement. He is the producer, showrunner, editor, DM, just about all the behind the scenes and front of the scenes stuff. But I know that's only one of the projects that you do, Stephen. So why don't you tell everybody all about you? Yeah. Like Daniel said, I'm Stephen. You can find me on social media at the underscore bad DM. I do Forge Academy. Like Daniel said, 5e actual play podcast where we release every week. I'm a podcast editor for hire. I run actual play streams all set in the Forge world but separate from our main podcast story that all fit in the same timeline that are like mini 12-ish week campaigns we're actually currently i don't know when this is going to come out but i'm about to wrap up a dragon rider in the Wilds campaign which has been super fun i do a lot of stuff i love i love telling stories and um yeah that's what i do don't forget to plug your anime podcast. Oh, yeah, I have an anime podcast oh, wow. that I do. Uh, called, <laughs> I, it, I have ADHD and do too many things. Uh, called Anime Attaché, which is fairly new. It's myself, B. Zelda, who's from the Broadswords podcast and also does a million other things, mm-hmm. and my partner, Kelsey. Kelsey and I never really watched anime growing up, and we were actually doing a show with B at one point, and... B and a couple other cast members were talking about anime. And I was like, we should do a show where you teach us about anime. And B was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and so we went through the first season of My Hero Academia. And now we're doing Cowboy Bebop. And so we're just doing the first season of a bunch of different shows that are like all different genre, sub-genres of anime. Oh, that's cool. So that people who want to learn about the genre can and find kind of what they like. So that's very cool. Yeah. I like that doing like the first season sample of everything. Yeah. It's it's been it's been very fun. And I think it's been nice for us, too, because it's not like, oh, we committed to doing this show that we now hate. Mm. <laughs> we have to keep <laughs> watching it forever and ever, which hasn't happened. Like, yeah, yeah. The two shows we've watched so far, we, we're really enjoying. But, mm. you know, it's a good fail safe. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I have a question for you, Samson. And that is what dice are you rolling today? Today, I pulled out my actual diehard dice ones. The what is this the Mythica set? There's this nice kind of rainbowy gold stuff and well i got them for my birthday but if i wanted them i would also be able to order them off diehard dice with our dice filia code explorers wanted and so can you listener <laughs> use our code explorers wanted and you get 10 percent off your order and you get beautiful dice to play with and annoy dan because i'm gonna be rolling it because i don't have a <laughs> fidget cube or whatever it is mm-hmm. so get your uh beautiful metal dice that roll super well and fidget with them 
with our code Explorers Wanted. To annoy Dan. To annoy Dan, wherever he is in the world. <laughs> yeah, feel free to send me links to recordings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but thanks to Die Hard Dice for supporting the show. So we're going to meet Steven's character in play. So I don't want to spoil anything by having him introduce him just yet. But before we start playing, we have to figure out where we are. So, Samson, what happened last time on Explorers Wanted? A lot of bad things, mostly for Dilly. I need you to be more specific about no, I know, I'm last just... episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, the episode before last ended with Dilly ripping out Vlad's heart. That was traumatic. Spoilers, Stephen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So Dilly is dealing with the ramifications of that. Stannis fucking calls us out saying it's like you and your friends destroy everything they touch. We're chaotic tryhards. We're trying. Mm -hmm. So Dilly tries to get Stannis to go follow this like giant creature that was the initial impetus for us to, for uh, Vlad to die. Dilly kind of talks her into doing that, but Stannis puts Dilly to sleep and then goes to help Nyx and Chacha. But while Dilly's asleep, Aster plays so Aster picks Dilly back up and they start walking. Meanwhile, Nix and Jima have a little talk, quotation marks. Uh, and Nix is not going to go quietly or willingly. And then they're, they're, it got a little intense between uh, Nix and Jima once they got out of the Proving Grounds. I didn't write any of it down because I was too wrapped up in it. But basically, uh, Jima is going to take Nix to where her parents are, or at least try to use Nyx to figure out where her parents are, so she can get the full bounty, and thus the boon from the queen, which, as far as we know, will allow Jima to basically get Atalia off the hook for her shenanigans when she was still around. At the moment... Oh, also, Cha-Cha was there the whole time, which was very funny, because mm -hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for Cha-Cha to fucking go off on Jima. I mean, last time she did that, that didn't go so well. True. Yeah. Nyx, Cha-Cha, and Jima are camping out somewhere, and Jima can kind of sense that the big creature is coming. Cha-Cha leaves a sign of some sort. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, it was stick, a tall stick figure and a short stick figure and an yes. arrow pointing yeah. in the direction that Nyx and Cha-Cha were going. Yes, and then I think everyone was mm -hmm. packing up, and then Nyx's mom teleports in. And that's where that ended. <sighs> and also, to be clear, Dilly is not near Nix and Chacha and Jima. He's following the trail of Creature's destruction. Was the plates last episode? Or was that the episode before the plate situation type deal? The plates were before. In fact, the reason why Nix's mom has teleported is that Jima shoved a piece of one of those plates into Nix. Yes. Oh, there we go. I knew the plates were relevant somehow. Oh man, we're gonna have another surgery episode. Yes. Yeah, because you <laughs> ate a whole person, Stephen. This is a great question <laughs> for you. <laughs> when that ninety minutes hit, you healed up over the piece of ceramic, so it is in your abdomen somewhere. Do we have like non-latex surgical gloves? Because remember, Chacha with the hands and the touching mutates, and she's wearing oven mitts. Depends on if Dilly's made any anything for you, but Dilly's not with you, so I know you have whatever Dilly gave you before he left. <laughs> I mean, I know we said jokingly they were oven mitts, but are they oven mitts? <laughs> I thought they were just kind of like. Do we need to roll for it? 
You guys have said oven mitts so many times right now. It is canonical. There's no uh, opportunity to take it back. You canonically have lobster hands when you're using these gloves. What is that? One one hindrance <laughs> on the surgeries. Yeah. So I'm going to start with Dilly. Actually, oh, damn it! All right. You've come to in the destruction of the proven grounds, and you've been following the trail of this creature, if I remember correctly. Yes. Aster, I think, has just been walking Dilly's body the whole night. So, Dilly, you are wandering along this trail of devastation. And up ahead, you can see what looks to be a small village. All right. But this creature's path doesn't go through it. It kind of veers off to the side. Veers off to the side. Okay. What time of day is it at the moment? Let's say midday. Midday? Okay. Aster gave you a good snooze. <laughs> I think Dilly's going to continue to follow the path of destruction. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you continue to follow that path. You can see that that path of destruction starts leading in the woods. And this creature, whatever it is, you know from... It's way too big, but from at least Chacha's vague descriptions before, it sounds a lot like Buddy Cop. And it's... I think Dilly saw it, because... Dilly's got, like, the dark sight, and then Aster's vision on top of it. No, you saw this thing go. I'm talking about, like, identifying what it is. Oh, identifying the, what it is. Okay. Right. But you can't see the creature itself anymore. It is it is too far ahead of you. And as you're walking, you don't hear Aster's voice. There's just this sense of expectant silence. Expectant silence. Yeah. So I would say kind of like... You know how when you're, say you're at a gathering, I mean, for whatever we remember those as, <laughs> and, you know, there's a group of people talking and somebody kind of moves up to the group. They're kind of waiting to find their their rhythm to enter the conversation. Except this is just a one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the equivalent of, like, if you were in a living room, Astra came in and sat on the couch not far away from you, but isn't saying anything. Yeah, Dilly's still feeling pretty raw about watching his own hands rip Vlad's heart out, so Dilly will not engage with Aster at the moment. Okay. Dilly will continue to follow the path of destruction, hoping that what he will find at the end is Nyx and Cha-Cha, because I think Dilly assumes that this creature is following Cha-Cha, <laughs> and he is hoping that he is going to find Nyx and Cha-Cha standing on top of this dead beast's body, and everything will be fine. It's a safe bet that any massive amount of destruction you're seeing is related to you or your friends. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> okay, cool. So you continue in that path. We're going to jump over to the campfire, which is now since dead. But Nix, your mother has just appeared, and she said to you, "Nix, they they know your name. They said your name." She is standing, and she's got sort of a very light, almost flimsy sort of blue nightgown, not one that you recognize. Clearly, something new she's picked up. So Nyx will immediately move between her mother and Jima. Mm -hmm. Mama, Jima is trying to capture you and take you uh, to the queen. And she's like, right here. So FYI. What do you mean? And you hear Jima from behind you saying like, hello, Nayo. Uh, it's good to see you again. There's a big ass bounty on us, mom. I, I feel like you kind of knew that. So Jima is trying to capture you and dad and take us three to the queen so that, like, she can get Italia pardoned, which, you know, is understandable. But obviously we want to uh, avoid 
So if she shows up, like, don't trust her is what I'm saying. Jima says, I'm hurt, Nix. And your mom looks over at Jima briefly and says, Ama, what? And she turns back to you, Nix, and says, you don't understand, Nix. It's it's one that they wrote your name. Who, who, mom? I don't... And with that, she disappears. Cha-cha, <laughs> cha-cha. One of these days, she is going to tell me who they are. <laughs> I mean, do you really want to know who they are? She's already described them to you. Imps, Daniel? No. What, uh... The angled ones. Not the time cops. No, not the time cops. <laughs> There's a lot of people who don't so, like us. Yeah. Yes, your mom just disappears. And Jima looks at you and says, that was rude. Yo, Jima, like, no offense, but I was just telling the truth, wasn't I? Yeah, I suppose so. I would have liked to catch up, though. Ke- catch up. I get it, Jima. Haha, <laughs> really funny. So she is standing there, look at you, and then she pauses for a moment. And she looks over her shoulder and she says, shh. And in the distance, you hear a tearing and rumbling sound through the trees. Nyx looks at Cha-Cha just immediately. I think Cha-Cha's doing those, you know, side to side. Uh, this totally isn't me, but it really is me. Kind of things. So, uh. Jima mm-hmm. slowly crouches down and pulls a blade out of her belt. And it's at this moment that a creature 20 feet tall Ebon and Flame, with the aforementioned predator mouth. No apparent legs, it's just an upper half of a body. What? <laughs> kind of floating in the air. It's kind of like that moment in Spirited Away, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like if you take No Face, Slimer, Ghostbusters, and the Cenobites from Hellraiser, mix them all together, and that's what you've got, essentially, here. I was going to say the demon ending from the movie Ghost. No, it's worse than that. More clear. <laughs> but um, it comes blasting into the area. And Jima, like, she leaps. She's attacking this thing. What would you guys like to do? Dodge, duck, and dodge. The three Ds of dodgeball. So I guess that's the thing I want to clarify. Are you engaging or are you staying or are you running? Any of those are viable. Next is sticking with Jima, so... Really? But why? Okay. Because she's a bad fucking ass. But wouldn't this be, like, the greatest time to, like, ditch Jima, who's trying to hunt down your mom, and just be like, deuces, have fun with your kaiju battle. That will happen now off air. No, I don't think so. (sighs) Okay. If Nick stays, Chasha will stay. Okay. Then in this case, Stephen, from behind the tree line, you see them standing there. You've been following them for a while since the Proving Grounds. Oh! As best you can. And you see what is effectively what looks like an old woman fighting some sort of hellish kaiju and a woman with green hair that seems to be sort of constantly moving and a metal left leg standing there, as well as someone in a lime green romper and a red cloak. They could be a kid, except it doesn't make sense for a kid to be out here traveling. So that's what you see. Would I recognize any of those three individuals? You would not recognize the elderly woman by appearance or anything like that. You definitely recognize Nyx. Okay. 
there is something about the shorter one that seems familiar, but you, you, it's not. Okay. It's not anything that's popping to the top of your head. Okay. And they're moving towards this terrifying monster. I think they're standing is what I got the impression of. They're waiting to see what they're going to do. We're, we're spectators at the moment. Watching <laughs> an old woman fight our battles. <laughs> Nick's dusted um, off her knuckles. All right. She's in a fighter stance, you know. <laughs> She's loosening up. So how far away from them am I? It would be a short distance from Nyx and Cha-Cha, probably a long distance from the impending kaiju battle. Um, so from the tree line, Nyx and Cha-Cha, you would hear like a little like whistle at you, just like a quick something to get your attention. And you see this very pale but tall six foot four person standing there looking at you. He has this like, what, did you say what time of day was it? About midday. About midday. So he has this like crystal white hair that matches this pale skin and the skin's almost like sickly looking. But despite that, like looks physically fit, it's just the paleness that stands out. And then um, kind of as I'm going to say a breeze goes by and his white hair is combed over his right eye, basically very emo sides are shaved <laughs> and you see he's got his normal eye and then his right eye is just jet black. There's no sclera there's no anything it's just just like almost empty whistles at you and you could run this seems like a poor situation to be in i think chacha's gonna respond with yeah but um technically i made the situation and nix isn't running so that means i have to solve this one but like we already sold our nuke so i don't know what to do yeah and uh i'm not running because like jima's not running you know, so if Gma is gonna fight, I'm gonna fight. So, so puts air quotes. Gma, um, this one who's sort of trying to—I overheard—collect a bounty on your family. You're choosing to stay. Yeah. With that person in the midst of this situation over here. All right. Well, yeah, but it's like it's a little bit more complicated than that. So, like, <laughs> her granddaughter is is one of my or was like one of my good friends. So. So, because you used to be friends with her granddaughter, you're going to stay with her, who is going to collect the bounty on you and probably then find your parents. She is going to try to collect the bounty on me, all right? It's at this moment that you hear an enormous roar of pain from Buddy Cop. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. This is dope anime battle happening in the background. Well, and we're just conversating. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing. <laughs> like you guys are having like a normal conversation, like a logistical conversation, and in the background, it's like a full on like Attack on Titan. That's what I was thinking. Battle yeah. happening in the background. Oh shit, Gma's yeah. actively fighting. Yeah, and we're talking. And oh, just yeah, getting she's, there. She's full on fighting, buddy cop. Nix is like, uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> to the child looking person i say can we get her to come with us you don't want to be here right i would love to but like when nix puts her mind to something it's you should just go with it until she passes out and then we can drag her away <laughs> can i use stasis on nix you can that will hold her in this place and keep her from being moved i can't but you have something else that I know of. Ether? Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm going to use the dimensional trap on Nyx. <laughs> 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 and then... And 
What does this What does this trap look like? It's literally a ninth world Pokeball, is what you've got. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out of my like kind of. I've got like a black cloak covering everything. Pull out this <laughs> Pokeball and just like gently toss it at Nick's. Like I want her to catch it and say, "Well, if we're gonna stay, you might want to use this and activate it and toss it to her as this the activating as discreetly as possible." So with the language of the dimensional trap, I don't know that it matters, but I feel like just for a story flavor, I want to know if Nick sees through this or not. So that's going to be an opposed role. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, for, so basically, Steven, you're going to make an intellect role. You don't have any training in deception or anything like that, but if you want to, you can spend intellect effort to give yourself a bonus in this contested roll. So every level of effort you spend will give you a plus three to whatever you roll on your d20. Okay. And then Nyx, if she chooses to try to see through that deception, it'll be an opposed roll on her side for trying to detect falsehoods. Okay. I'll spend one level of effort for one. Yes. <laughs> That's free for you. So you'll get a plus three to whatever you roll on your d20. Okay. That's a natural 20. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, Dix, um, I need you to... So, I'm going to say this, Stephen. On a natural 20, you get a a major effect. I have a hunch that your choice for the major effect is that the dimensional trap works on her regardless. I would assume. Yeah. Not to put words in your mouth. Nope, that's absolutely... (laughs) But, Nix... Let's see if you see through the deception to see what's coming, or if you're just totally caught off guard. Would intrigue apply? Intrigue would not in this case, but your social specialization would. So you get a plus six with your social specialization. I got a net 20! (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah! Amazing. So I'm not going to let your nat 20 negate what's happening on this, but what would you like for a major effect if you see this? You you see this live for what it is. Man, I feel like I want to I want to apply it. How long? What is the duration? Twenty eight hours. Yeah, I would like Nick to get out of it early and at a inconvenient time. Like no, like a like a you know convenient or inconvenient time. You know, however we want to take the story. So I, I'll leave that a little bit open. But I would like Nick not to be stuck in there for a day and to come out at like. A crucial moment. Yeah, so you could say you could say something that like it'll like regardless of whether it's opportune or inopportune, you will come back out of it before Steven's character expects you to. Yeah. So you're giving me grist to work. Yes. With. Okay. Perfect. So the rest you guys see, or sorry, rather, Chacha, you see this ball kind of head towards Nick's, and then it shines light out at Nick's, and then Nick's is gone, and then the ball zips back to this new figure's hands. Are you coming or what? I mean, yeah, I follow Nyx. Perfect. And I just start running away. Because <laughs> I am not interested in whatever's happening beyond. Chacha's going to put on her oven mitts and follow. <laughs> yeah. What do those do? Uh, it keeps me from doing that again. Oh, keep those on. That's that, Yeah, I'm very supportive <laughs> of that. And yeah, just moving until I feel like there is safe spaces. Okay. So what you saw was pretty scary. So I, I would say you guys probably run easily for an hour, but you guys are both in shape, so it's not a problem. But which way did we run? Like the way that Buddy Cop was advancing 
or back the way Buddy Cap came from? The way that is narratively convenient for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That works too. (laughs) So you think you've got some distance at this point. Mm -hmm. So kind of out of breath, I say, um, sorry, that was not my, uh, that was not how I planned on meeting you all. Name's Britain. I'm not familiar with you, though. Never seen your face. There's something familiar about you, though. Oh, you've probably seen my likeness on the wanted posters. Oh, that checks out. Yeah, now I'm seeing it. I wanted for terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of interesting to put on your resume. I mean, it was either that or rebellion against the queen. So, Britain, that now rings a bell for you because you have heard of this. This now connects. Like, okay. you've seen one posters it's very confusing like the timeline of one posters you've seen like on one time it was cha-cha the magnificent then it was just cha-cha at one point she was depicted as looking like she is but with a huge bushy red long red mustache and then another time <laughs> kind of like how you're used to her now it's like flynn rider in rapunzel i don't know if, where they change his nose every time. yeah 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 <laughs> amazing exactly yeah, so like the one posters have been super confusing about her because the descriptions keep changing a little bit. And they're all ridiculous. That's the one thing that's consistent among them. Oh, yeah. They you look different than the wanted posters. Is it the mustache? I missed the mustache. It was a good mustache. Yeah, I saw one where they doubled the length of your arms. I don't <laughs> That might have been the catacombs incident, and I was only responsible for some of that. <laughs> So, uh, terrorism, you say? I mean, that's what they said. I just lit a desk on fire. I mean, we've all had to light something on fire at some point. Exactly. Why did you do it? I was angry. Like, I was trying to be like a slave in the Queen's Mansion, and they were like, no. Hmm. Yeah, I was confused, too. And so I lit their desk on fire. You wanted to be a slave? I wanted to be wanted. But, like, now I have better friends. Well, you are are wanted. That's... Mm-hmm. So it worked out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. Anyways. Britain, can you make a perception roll? It's intellect-based, and the target you're trying to beat is only a nine. Okay. So you're trained. Since I get my free effort, I'm going to use that, too. Okay, so that brings it down to a three. Okay, I rolled a 19 on the dice. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. So I'm going to tell you what you see. And then you can propose a minor effect for me. You notice that as Chacha's talking, her left hand, like she is, I mean, now that you can see her closer, so you can see through the hood and see the rest of her features, you can see she's got, you know, fairly pale skin, blonde hair, blue eyes. But you notice that her left hand looks like a hand-shaped bruise. Mm. And it's almost a little bit, oh wait, you're wearing oven mitts. So you see a little bit of that bruise, like where... Like coming out. Yeah, exactly. Like, And it's fuzzy, almost. Like, not fuzzy like in a furry way, but like fuzzy as in it's indistinct. Mm-hmm. And it's at that moment you notice the oven mitt fall off. And there's just this sort of, like, bruised phantom hand there. And the oven mitt falls to the ground. What's that? What's wrong with your hand? Um, I owe somebody a favor, and I said... Maybe don't destroy the world for the favor. And so I guess I'm going to the other side slowly. Like, I can still use this hand, but you can't. (laughs) Stranger. (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> huh. Wow. Interesting. And why do you follow Nyx? Nyx is my friend. That's okay. Interesting. Uh, or else I would burn everything else down, I mean. So you like burning things. Are you going to, like, do I need to be worried about that? I mean, Nyx is here, so no. <laughs> I just had this image of, like, Trap Trap standing there, and, like, if anybody else was here, like, if there was, like, a spirit watching in the background, <laughs> they'd be like, whew, that's a big question. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man, that's when the metagaming pigeons come out, like, ooh, ooh, yes, run! <laughs> <laughs> Dilly, you've been following this path of destruction, and it kind of splits off in, like, all sorts of ways. It starts getting messy, but something clocks in Astrocyte as you're walking. Mm-hmm. Master's still sharing a little bit of his sight with you, and you detect, you don't see it clearly because it's all through the trees, but you see a, effectively like a tooltip floating there of that threat assessment of question marks. Seeing that, Dilly will immediately turn and start heading towards it. At this point, he's like fully exhausted, so he's kind of doing like a trudge jog kind of thing, like barely keeping his feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. as he's walking around. Yeah, okay. But he's not trying to be stealthy or anything nope. like that. Okay. Britain and Cha-Cha, then, in that case, give me a perception roll of six. A 19. Damn. Rating my <laughs> inabilities quick, because I keep forgetting if this is the one where I'm good at things or I'm just really bad at things. I mean, your whole thing is, like, sees beyond. I mean, it's not visual. Yeah. But- I mean, the other character is good at seeing things, but just dumb as a bag of rocks. I got an 18. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. So you guys can both hear somebody approaching from the direction that Dilly is coming from. What would you like as a minor effect, Stephen? Could I get some of my dark matter ready? Yeah. That if I perceive if I perceive a threat, that I could basically use it to... Which one is it? Uh, da, 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 da. The ribbon. Actually, that's a perfect. I'm, I won't even restrict that to your dark matter. That's a perfect minor effect. It's that if something dangerous is going to happen here, since I'm pre-warned for it, I'm going to have a chance to react before it affects me. Okay. Yeah. I'll, either one of my esoteries or or my dark matter, kind of depending on what I see. Okay. Perfect. So you guys both perceive this sound approaching, and if you look in that direction, you can see a weary figure <laughs> making his way. Weary, but shorter. Not as short as Cha-Cha, but definitely... I mean, to Britain, like, most people seem short, <laughs> you know, at 6'4". At because Dilly's, like, just a little over five foot, is Correct. He? Yeah. So this is significantly shorter than you uh, approaching. Cha-Cha's, like, under five foot. <laughs> so, I mean, Cha-Cha's really, like, sort of... She's almost, like, the height of, like, a somewhere between 10 and 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you guys can see Dilly approaching Cha-Cha. So Britain, you have no idea who this is from a distance. But Cha-Cha, you've traveled with Dilly for so long, you would recognize his silhouette almost anywhere. Oh, finally doing that cardio, eh? <laughs> you, know, you know him? Yeah, that's like the third member of our party. Third and fourth, technically? Sure. There's definitely two people there. Yeah, sir, there's somebody in his head. What did I get myself into? Okay. I mean, there was people in my head, but like... <laughs> sure, sure. Radio silence. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. 
And that, I'm sorry to hear that. That's when you hear Dilly, when Dilly can overhear. But as you're saying, you're familiar with him. You'd watch this like dark energy was around Britain's hand and you watch as it kind of fades back in. I know animals aren't the same in uh, the ninth world as our world, but essentially it looks like two s- swallows or sparrows with like shadow following their wings as tattoos on his forearms. And it kind of rests in there. So with, I don't need to kill him. You probably can't just because of the fourth person. Cha-cha! Cha-cha! I said more cardio, Dilly. This is why you can't keep up. Cha-cha! Where are your organs? And at this point, Dilly is like, up again. Like, he has taken Cha-cha by the shoulders. Like, are your organs inside? Are they, are they worth it? Most of the time. Right now? They're there right now? I mean... I don't keep track of them every day. But look at my hand. Oh, okay. I think... uh, Okay. And Dilly kind of, like, blinks. And then, Brayden, you see Dilly kind of, like, look at you and, like, acknowledge you for the first time as, like, someone who is there. (laughs) You're not Nyx. Oh, uh, no, this is Nyx. And I hold up the Pokeball. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to battle? (laughs) (laughs) Nyx, did you choose you? (laughs) Oh, God. What Pokemon type would Nyx be? Poison. Oh, She'd so be poison type. Poison. <laughs> yeah. Poison grass. Mm-hmm. Poison fighting. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not a common one, actually. It'd be too powerful. Mm. No, it would die to psychic, like, immediately, I think. I feel like you need to throw in some ghosts so it has, like, normal immunity. I regret my question immediately. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I recognize Dilly from my line of work? Well, you all do happen to be trained and remembering pertinent details, which would make it only a six for you. Um, that's a four plus plus my effort, right, that I get for free is a seven. So just in the future, when you're spending effort, just say it. Oh, before okay. Before you roll. It's, okay. not just, but, it's not just um, a thing that happens. Yes. I understand. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah. So with... So that would bring it down to a three. So with a four, yes, you would recognize this as a Dillabrum crack. So with that, with the conversation about Chacha, I'm starting to do some accounting in my head. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, so, so Dilly, you would just, you would just see like my eyes narrow, my one brown eye, and then the, the black eye just narrow at you, go to Chacha <laughs> as I'm like spinning this ball in my hand. Huh. You're uh, a Dillabrum? Yeah. And Chacha hasn't mutated you, so I assume you're not a bad guy. Also, we have now learned mutations are good, too. What? I mutated Jima several times to her advantage, so, um... What? Be careful! She's stronger, better, faster! <laughs> I'm gonna just, at that comment, just kind of step aside, step, like, one more step away from Chacha. <laughs> 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 I, I mean... I don't think I'm a bad guy. I assume you don't think you're a bad guy. Chacha, I don't think... Well, very proud of the terrorism thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50 on that. But I don't think there's any bad guys here. I'm apparently an assassin from a rogue nation. <laughs> the terrorism oh. thing is just propaganda from the queen. Her words, <laughs> not Chacha's. Why do you look like shit? Oh boy. I've been walking for, I think, Ten minutes? over a day. Oh. <laughs> I think. I wasn't conscious for some of it. So that's yes, sort of like you after. do. Dilly, you hear a voice in your head and it says, 
if you did more cardio, fuck. And then there's a long pause. If you did more cardio at Dillabrim, this wouldn't be a problem. Disowning your ethereal son. <laughs> you see Dilly kind of like say to nobody, like, I do nothing but walk all the time. We walked from Charmond to Mountainsbone and then from Mountainsbone to the Sky Bridge and then now to Proving Grounds. How much more cardio is there to do? I've done all the cardio. A lot more, Dilly. A lot more. <laughs> Dilly starts dry heaving. <laughs> oh, boy. Not again. Oh, that's, uh, work it out there, friend. It's fine. I haven't eaten all so, day, so there's nothing there. So, so the, the old Jima, would I know who Jima is in the, like? No, you okay. would not. Not by the name Jima. Okay. So she seemed kind of like a badass kill it, fighting that monster. Was she escorting you willingly or less willingly? Um, that was a situation where she was forcibly walking with Nyx to collect the bounty. Mm, mm. And also to so, find her parents so that she could collect that bounty, too. Yeah, Nyx's parents are worth um, a lot. So is Nyx. So are both of you, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, Nyx's parents make a really good breakfast. I would want them, too. <laughs> you hold on. Focus, Chacha. Who are you and why do you care about us? Besides the money. I'm Britain. Hello. Is my name. Who am I? I'm an entrepreneur, I guess you could say, <laughs> with some unique talents, I guess. And why am I interested in you besides the money? I'm still working on that question, if I'm being honest about it. <laughs> but you're interesting. Like, because this is, this is the thing. I was, I've been watching it. Not you. I don't, I don't know very much about you, Adilabram. Or uh, I think I heard her call you Dilly. Do you mind if I call you Dilly? And then Dilly just kind of like, still like breathing heavy, <laughs> can't quite focus on you, just kind of like raises his hand, just like, yeah, fine. Perfect. I was kind of, I've been following this group with Jima, grand, grandma, is that? Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, her real name is Amaranth Stone. Oh, fuck. What? Uh, yeah. Is she? Are you serious? Quick question. Cha-Cha, is she still, cl- is she still close? How close is she to us right now? I mean, we have walked like an hour. We ran with, with the running, the cardio. For an hour? Why? Oh, just um, let her kill you. Damn. Shit. No. Um, <laughs> fuck. Okay. This is a, this is, this is, this is, um, hmm. <laughs> fuck shit. Uh, damn. So, okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. You could just admit that. <laughs> Anyways. So I was following them. I can't believe she didn't know that I was following them. What if she does know I was following them? I'm fucked too. Probably, and just to tolerate uh, it until she could kill you. Yeah, no, I, that's, uh, okay, wonderful. Uh, but Nyx didn't want to leave, and that was confusing to me. And so I was interested in just the money, and now I'm interested in you all. Chacha gives you a side eye of, what do you mean interested? Just, there's, you're obviously very unique. You've got a friend in your head, points at Dilly. He's not a friend. He's your son. You have a... He's not my son. You can't disown your son. <laughs> what would happen if the horrors disowned me? Ah, probably this would not have happened. This is what I'm talking about, <laughs> about things being interesting. This is a very unique conversation. I don't know if you're aware of how truly bizarre <laughs> it is. <laughs> what's happening. And you can obviously summon or create or something scary monsters that at least can hold off 
Amaranth Stone. You two are worth like 500 shins each. Oh. Nyx and her family are worth like 5,000 each. And then some bonuses. Uh, Dilly just quickly looks at Chacha. Damn, only 500. We gotta do more, Dilly. We gotta do more. And I don't know. I'm just, as I was following you all here, there was this like, this settlement, this town that was empty. It seemed like every, everyone was gone. Everyone left all their stuff. They just left. And there was like, on one of the houses I was looking through, Nix's name was written in blood. Human or other? I, it was red. I didn't, I don't, I'm not a purveyor of blood types, but it never dried. I was there for a while, kind of checking out the town. And when I came back to it, it was just as wet as when I first got there. I thought it was fresh at first, but now I have no idea how long it's been there. Did you lick it? No. Why would I? What? (laughs) (laughs) Off chance. Is it a smallish village about a couple hours that way? And Dilly points in the direction kind of along the path of destruction, the one that uh, Dilly passed. No, not exactly. No, you would have had to veer off to. No, not not quite. Oh, never mind. Um, but I, I... you were pointing to the proving grounds, right, Dilly? No, no. Uh, you said that there was a uh, village that Dilly was passing while he was following the uh, path of destruction. So Dilly was pointing. Oh, then I'm an idiot. No, that is pointing exactly to the oh, village. No. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, <sighs> and and given that you all are very unique. Multi-talented, I guess one could say. I just feel like there's something here. There was a woman there also, by the way. I don't know if you care or not. Where a pale blue nightgown just kind of appeared there. Kind of looks over at Cha-Cha, just given the little bit that he's experienced <laughs> of them, like just assumes that it might be someone that Cha-Cha made. Well, if um, he was following, he should have seen Nix's mother appear in the same blue nightgown. He did. It. He, you would have seen it now. Like, actually, yeah. Oh. That wasn't in the notes I gave you, but yes. Oh. The same woman that would like have appeared right before, like that all went down where... It, it was... The, the I think what I overheard it was Nix's mother appeared there to me. She looked at the wall, I screamed... And then her voice cut off as she disappeared. Huh. He does that. Not the screaming, the disappearing. Uh, initially, I really wanted just to get Nyx out of there. And Nyx obviously was not planning on it because I, the front of my mind is my contract. And I want, who doesn't want 5,000 shins, right? We can all use the money. But the more I'm thinking about this and seeing this, like, it, I need to ask the two of you, if, if I let Nyx out, um, will she try to kill me or run? Maybe more of the run to get back to Jima to do the sick fight she was planning on doing. Murder maybe after. So you have like an hour or two to run again. Why would she go back? That's just Nyx. She just like goes boldly forward and super confident about stuff. We don't know why. She's just overly confident. <laughs> oh, the betrayal. <laughs> If we explain um, the village, I think she's going to be more interested in that, because obviously she cares about her mother. But, like, we have to make sure she stops before and explain it to her so she doesn't go. That's fair. I It might actually be wiser to go to that village first. Mm-hmm. So we can just, like, pop her out right in front of this wall with her name on it, and then... Bam. You guys are super casual about this Pokeball situation. <laughs> <laughs> what is Nix's experience inside the Pokeball? 
Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, oh I was hoping it's going to be like a luxury spa, like how I wish in my heart Pokeballs are, and they're not just like being nothingness. <laughs> Dilly, are you actually physically hurt or are you just um, exhausted? Just emotionally. He is a little banged up, nothing like no major injuries, but mostly it's the fatigue and you can see it like in his eyes. His skin just looks like sallow and like waxen. Okay. Daniel, do I think regeneration would work on, on either Cha-Cha's situation or would help Dilly? Cha-Cha's situation, you wouldn't know without a roll. Dilly's situation, probably, you know, in order to maintain this sort of stamina with Dilly's body, Aster has been spending Dilly's might points. Mm. Okay. I think going back to that village does sound like a good plan. Do you mind if I help you out a little bit, Billy? Are you going to carry me? Because I'd love that. No, I will. I will we never carry carries. you. Oh no! Damn, I do not. I don't carry. <laughs> That's except with the this holds up holds up the ball that mixes in. <laughs> but I will use regeneration. Your store points targets miter speed pool in one of two ways: either the chosen pool regains up to six points, or it is restored to a total value of twelve. And it's six intellect points. So because I have an edge of three, I just take three away, correct? Yeah, it'll cost you three intellect points. And Dilly, for effectively what that means narratively, because I didn't tell you how many might points you spent. Dilly, you feel refreshed. It's like you first woke up in the morning. Cool. So for listeners, I was at two might points. And now I'm going to... Do I get to decide to take the 12? Yeah, you tell me. All right, great. Uh, Dilly takes... I'm going to take the 12, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that's nearly my whole pool for might. So yeah. you see Dilly just like fucking, well, what is, what does your regeneration look like? Everything about Britain is related to this dark matter around him, even his other nano stuff. And so you'd watch him close his regular eye. And as this like black energy starts to surround his eyes, he kind of looks you up and down. His hands get covered in this dark energy and it just kind of flows into wherever you're sore. And you feel it, in spite of the sort of creepy look that it would give, um, it feels like it's strengthening you. Mm. I'm actually going to do a quick thing. I'm going to spend four XP right now to take one of my one of the advancements, the plus four into stats. Hell yeah. With this regeneration. Ooh, that's very smart. That's very cool. Uh, let's do... What would, what would you call cardio in Numenera mechanics terms? Is that a might or a speed thing? Might. Might. All right. So... Britain, from your perspective, you do regeneration. And, you know, again, it's it's regeneration. You know you're doing the normal thing. But there's a moment where you feel this weird tug. Gilly hasn't moved at all while you're doing this. But you feel almost this tug, like almost like something like a hand, but no hand you could see, reached out and tugged you for a moment. And for a moment, you're thrown off your balance, but you catch yourself and you're fine. And as that tug happens, that's Dilly, the, you know, you tell us what it kind of looks like as these extra points are flowing into your body, this new maximums. What would, incidentally, these new maximums you just get. So whatever the difference in value, just assume you get that many extra points if you weren't at your full. Yeah. Okay. I think you see, uh, Dilly's complexion just dramatically improved. He looks like a living human being rather than a nearly half dead, whatever he was. But then I think you also see like the skin kind of tighten a little bit. I think Britain, you would see Dilly as like somebody who's like never really like had to go outside much. 
but has suddenly had to like be outside a lot for like the past couple months. Doesn't look great. <laughs> but now you see kind of like the skin tighten and there's like now a definition. You can see Dilly's jaw like a little bit, or you can see that Dilly has a jaw. Mm-hmm. And Dilly just like blinks, just like, whoa, <laughs> you're my new best friend. That felt fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, best friend is, let's slow down a little <laughs> bit. Let's, um, yeah. Arsh. Yeah. Bring, give me a perception roll of a nine. You're okay. trained, so it's a six. And I'm going to use my effort because I can. So it's a three. Ten. You notice that there's also, as this happens, in addition to that definition, you see a slight silver shimmer along Dilly's arms, almost signs of, almost in the shape of circuitry. Hmm. I'm just going to lock that away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take another glance back at Cha-Cha and and Dilly <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm actually involved in now. Yeah. I mean, Tasha does have purple smoke coming from her eyes, so. Yeah, occasionally that does happen. Yeah. I stuff's less weird to Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, shall we head that direction? Yeah. I actually feel like running. Bet you won't. <gasps> <laughs> so you guys start heading towards the village. Nix. You remember the ball flying towards you. You remember that it was for sure a lie, but it was just a little too late to move out of the way. And now you are floating in this void. It's very cold, but it's not cold in the sense that, you know, normally now when you get in the cold, you start getting drowsy. It's cold. You're aware it's cold, but you don't feel drowsy. Okay. And you hear a voice. It is staticky and there's not like a lot of echo to it but it's like it it feels like it's coming in through some sort of primitive receiver and it says you left the sigil i did it was around your neck you left it behind the uh the necklace gift is forsaken it was stolen from me stolen yes yes i was uh i was kidnapped i don't know if I don't, I'm not, who are you, I guess, while we're... There's a long silence. Nyx never finishes her sentence. She just leaves it hanging. I mean, that's true a lot of times. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um... Who stole? The, uh, certain members of the, uh, Benevolent Society of Travelers. They. Uh, why? What are you, like, gonna do? Crimes must be punished. Well, it was, uh... Joseph Kin was one of them for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure like who else, but like definitely her. She's kind of bad, so like whatever. I will definitely say though, like not all the travelers are bad. So Hey You is good. All right, so leave Hey You alone. Like I don't know what else you're planning on doing, but Joseph Kin it was in charge. Noted. Are you a uh, imp? There's no response. Was that a uh, rude? Hello. It's too early. All right, it's like, all I know is I'm sort of turning into, like, a snake. (laughs) You guys are, like, part snakes, if you are, like, an imp. So, and you gave me a necklace, unless that wasn't you. I'm making, like, a lot of assumptions here, and I get that. But, like, who else would be talking to me right now? We left you another gift. And silence. Is it a surprise, or, like, can you tell me what it is? There's just silence now. You're alone in a dark, cold place. She's going to start just 
knocking out some squats, you know? <laughs> She's gonna... <laughs> yeah. Some push-ups in. Okay. Fair. So, Nyx, this is going on for a while. Obviously, you're not getting tired. Maybe it's the extra adrenaline from a big meal that's finally being digested and processed <laughs> in your system. A Pathfinder-sized meal. And there's a moment where you notice that there is a flicker in the darkness. Not light, but there's sort of like a recurrent fuzziness. Is it like 360? Is it like the place is like fuzzing in and out? Or is it uh, like a point? It's a specific location. Nix is bored, so she'll head over there. See what's up. Okay. So you go over there. It's sort of flickering in and out. It's like it's almost like its own weird... If you think about the void as, like, pure black, this is just slightly lighter. It's not light. It's not even what you would call gray. It's just somehow in all this ebon, there is one little streak of black that's just a little bit more than pure darkness. Does it seem to be, like, physical? Like, she could touch it? She could try anything. All right, she can try to touch it. Okay, so you reach out and you touch it. Britain, you guys have, at this point, traveled. You're almost to this village. So you've been traveling for several hours, and you suddenly feel this vibration in your Pokeball, essentially. Like, the kind when it's about to come out. Um, uh, uh, Nix, uh, this, I was supposed to have a lot more time than this. Nix is coming now, so, uh... Oh, and I'll just, I'll take it out of my pocket and I'll just like roll it on the ground. Okay. So you can choose within immediate range where it, where she ends up popping back out. I am going to, as, as I roll it, I will stand behind both Dilly and Cha Cha. (laughs) (laughs) And very short people. (laughs) So that, Mm -hmm. so that when Nyx pops out, I will, I still might be the first person that she sees. But they will be right there in front of me. I'll be like, look, your friends. <laughs> We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not injured. Found your friends. Yeah. Found both of them. Yep. So, Nix, when you pop out, you can see Dilly, Cha-Cha, and this other stranger who tossed this ball at you. And you guys are currently standing in sort of, you're definitely out of the forest. You're sort of in a sort of grassy expanse. Dilly, Cha-Cha, get out of the way. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh... This is Britain. He's cool. Not cool, Dilly. I, it, you were gonna stay. You were gonna stay with like the greatest assassin the world has known. And there's something connecting to you specifically back here that includes your mom. Your mom. It's your mom's stuff. Stuff. So it just oh. seemed like great or good. So you're here to help me, Britain. Is that what you're saying? I'm not not here to help you. Help is a strong <laughs> word. So what are you here for? That's getting more complicated every second. We've piqued his interest. Truth is usually not complicated, Britain. Everything's complicated. He's got someone in his head. Mm-hmm. She can make monsters appear. You like hanging out with assassins who are trying to collect bounties on you and your family. It's all complicated. It's less complicated when you're present as it unfolds organically. I'm a bounty hunter. Thank you for your honesty. Now go away. I'm not I'm not gonna do that because one, if anyone is going to collect the bounty on you, I would like it to be me. Uh for a lot of reasons. Part of that being I like to keep my head on my shoulders. 
there's some contractual ob- obligations. It's all business stuff. It's not very interesting. But I talked to, communicated with, engaged in some sort of something with your mother. And um, I didn't know it was your mother. You engaged in what with my mother? <laughs> <laughs> Dilly steps away out of the line of next. I, I realize how that sounded um, as it afterwards. We're on our way to this village. I point to it. Mm-hmm. If you point to it, Nick, if you look that way, you, you can see a village on the horizon. Okay. It's abandoned. There's nobody there. When I went through, I was tracking you and Cha-Cha, but it was strange. People didn't pack up. They didn't take their things. They just left. And in one of the homes, your name was painted in blood. Suspected blood. No one tasted it. Which apparently is something I should have done. Apologies for that. I um, kept looking around the village, um, trying to see if there's anything else. But I, that's just weird, right? And so I went back to it. And when I went back, there was a woman in a blue nightgown. And I didn't realize it at the time. But when I was watching you and Amaranth and Cha-Cha and you were talking to your mother, I, that was the second time I've seen her. And when I was there, she just screamed and then blinked out of existence when she looked at your name. So you mentioned that I was with uh, Jima, or uh, Amaranth, and she uh, she thought that she might take me to my parents and turn us all into the queen for our bounties. Yeah, no, that's a lot of people's plan. And I was going with her because I was confident that at some point I would either change her mind or get away. Yeah, you got away. So you were right. So Amaranth is after me for a bounty. Uh-huh. You are a bounty hunter mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. What do you think your odds of survival are? Uh, now that I know who that is, because I didn't know at the time, I, I would say it's probably very low. But your two friends have been very intrigued. And I... How does the world feel about this queen? I would say that she's got a reputation... Of, so she has been alive for a long time. Like, so one of the reasons why, for lack of a, it's not completely like divine right of kings, but it's very close because she's lived for a couple hundred years at this point through some sort of human era that nobody really knows the details of. She is known for being quite paranoid, although like the really nationalistic people of Navarang will just say, well, that's because she's so prescient. She can see threats before they develop. So I would say as a bounty hunter, I mean, it depends on what flavor you want to go with. If you're more of like, if you're more of sort of like a criminal sort of independent type, you probably think of it as paranoia. If you are more of like, yeah, I'm a criminal, but I'm still nationalistic and a patriot, you might still see it as some sort of prescient wisdom as an ancient entity protecting the nation. Is smart wariness rather than just paranoia? Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of the queen. I do like the fact that she's pretty consistent in the payment. But whatever this is, if Amaranth comes out of retirement to hunt you down, there's something going on here that regardless of what happened, I'm now involved. Now, at the end of the day, would I love to get thousands and thousands of shins for finding you and your family? Yes, <laughs> that would be nice. But I do like to be alive. And if you are involved in something that the queen is that scared of, I'm at least interested. 
And I can't get, I can't get that scream out of my mind. I can't get the blood out of my mind. Cha-cha, Dilly. Yeah. Mm. You stuck with him. Was it just because he had me in a dimension prison or? Yeah, that was pretty much it. But like, he didn't seem like a bad person until he said he wouldn't carry us. <laughs> Not everyone is going to carry you, Cha-cha. Well, it was more like carry Dilly because Dilly, again, refused cardio. Well, hold on. No. Look at this. And Dilly kind of shows that he has a bit of a jawline now. Uh, Britain did kind of regenerate some of my fatigue. And now I have uh, the beginnings of definition. You learned how to contour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, we've been running for a couple hours now, and I have been keeping within sight of both of them. So I'm improving. I'm proud of you, Dilly. Thank you. And also, worst case scenario, now that you're out, if this guy fucks us over, then you hold him down and Cha-Cha mutates his brain into his knees. Or I make him better. We really need to remember that part. It's not all, oh no, spikes and horror. The mutations aren't all bad. Like, remember we gave you dark vision, Dilly? Yeah. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're horrible face melting. Sometimes they give Amaranth Stone, like, some wild and crazy abilities. Regeneration was the one I really regretted. Well, the point was, he didn't know that until you said it out loud, so I guess never mind. I mean, he could end up with, like, spitting what those, like, spikes. That's pretty inconvenient to daily life. All right, Britain. Yeah? You can stick around long enough to check out this village and show us what happened. And then once we are done, we can part ways and you can live. Or we can stay together for as long as it takes for me to uh, consume your corpse. Oh, you are the three most interesting people that I have met. You need to get out more. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> if I mean, I feel like we're ordinary. I feel like I need to go find a little hovel in the forest and never speak to anyone again. But Yeah, that's not a bad idea, honestly. If you wanted to just go do that. It's fine, fine. I, I agree to your terms. I have to understand. I can't. I see it. I, when I close my eyes, I see I see the scene play out over and over and over again. Your mother screams, vanishes. Your name's on the wall in blood. Over and over and over. All right. Well, uh, show me. Okay. So you guys make your way into the village. Britain, I assume you're taking them to where the name is? Yeah. But I will say, as I kind of approach the door into whatever this home is or whatever... I'm very visibly, like, the, the bounty hunter persona kind of shifts away for a second, and there's some, like, deep breaths and kind of mental preparation to open the door before I walk in. Okay. So, you guys walk in. So, this village has maybe, at most, 15 homes constructed here. There aren't any sort of dedicated buildings. Clearly, they may work together to achieve what they want, but there's nothing like dedicated like a blacksmith or anything like that, or a tavern. And as Britain leads you into this home, it's a simple, like, single room family home. Like, there are sort of bedrolls or cots over to one side. There's a hearth that clearly would be used for cooking or heating. But otherwise, it, it's empty and undisturbed, except for on the wall, it says Nyx in bright red, almost arterial blood. Allegedly blood. And is it still wet? Looks pretty damn wet. It's not dripping, though, which is weird. Dilly's going to stay outside, and Dilly's going to keep a lookout for any bullshit Dan may want to throw at us. Okay. 
Well, yeah, that's uh, that's my name. She did say, Cha-Cha, that they wrote my name. Are you picking anything up? I don't know. Is Cha-Cha picking anything up? I don't know. Make me a perception roll, Cha-Cha. <gasps> are you trying to see beyond or are you using your see beyond ability? One second. I have to look this up. Oh, it's just an automatic perception thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to, like, spend anything to just see things. Okay. So, Alex, you definitely see the blood there, but then you also see something on the ground that you look at it, and the floor of this hut is dirt, and you know the dirt itself is not disturbed. But you see traceries of strange indentations that look serpentine. Oh, I think the dicks did this. (coughs) Excuse me? They're really big assholes, and like... But they like Nicks, so I'm not sure where they fall on the scale of asshole. Uh, so I just call them dicks. They're a little bit upset with me right now, Cha-Cha, because the necklace that they gave me, I guess, wasn't in the stuff that you brought back when I was captured. So people tend to get offended when you don't have treasure their gifts. Yeah. Well, and then they said that they gave me like another gift. I think it's this. This? This. And she gestures at the wall. This is a gift. I mean, it's like when your pet brings you a gift and you're just like, is this a gift or is this a dead animal? I guess Nix will touch the blood with her finger and see if it comes away wet. You gonna taste it? Probably. <laughs> oh, that's... Don't worry, Brynn. This is normal. This is completely normal. That's why I said you should have tasted it. It tastes like human blood. It uh, tastes like human blood. So, shit. Where are the humans? This might be the gift. Like, they might have pulled a pet and like, hey, you know, we're not using these, so maybe you will use some of the things in them. They're not very good people. They aren't people, though. I'm not sure. Britton, what is on the other side of this wall? Usually when there's a wall, I just, that's the wall. All right, step back. Oh, wait. Chacha can see through objects FYI that are like six inches deep. You always, we always forget this. <laughs> Nix is taking two steps back. She's like rotating her hip to loosen up. <laughs> what does Chacha see through the wall? Quick. Britain is backing up quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Looking through the wall. This is like in the movie The Descent where you, where you fall into the blood pit and there's just bodies in the blood pit. You see that the wall contains a hidden compartment. I think Chacha's going to put out her, like, oven mitt hand, kind of stop Nyx, and say, um, so it's not an entire fake wall. It's just a partial fake wall, so you might end up going through the building. All right, Dilly? Dilly? Yeah? Can you come help us with this wall? Uh, maybe? Dilly comes in. What do you need me to do? So it's like it's partially fake, so... I don't want to disturb my name because it's a gift from the imps, and uh, they don't fuck around with their gifts, by the way, guys. Pretty sure there's that people are going to die because they stole that necklace. I mean, they should. So, uh, anyway. Britain's going to step outside and kind of take Dilly's place, keeping an eye. Love it. Uh, sure. Let me just... Throw something together, and Dilly starts looking around. He'll take like you said there was like beds in here, or at least in the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically a one room home. Can Chacha also be like showing Dilly the fake area of the wall? 
It's very well hidden, but if Chacha points it out, you can obviously see it. Oh, is it just like... It's one of those things that's like, it's hidden if you don't know what to look for. And Chacha's pointing out exactly what to look for. Okay. Delia will go up to it and just see if there's like a button or like a handle or just something to like get his fingernails in and just see if he could just open it up. You absolutely can. All right. <laughs> Dilly just opens it up. <laughs> Good work, Dilly. That's why I'm here. I try to open the door first before anything else. First one to play the gate game and charge like air pumps. So it opens up and you see what looks to be like an empty chamber, like almost like a... It's not secure enough to be a safe, but it's a place to stash something hidden. And it goes about a foot and a half back mm. into this wall. And then a face appears. Ah! <laughs> Human-like, translucent. And it seems to be like pushing its face towards the opening of this compartment. And it says, Mother's Milk isn't here today. Oh. And that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> the fuck? What? <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. Sure, Jan. I'm not going to pick on Steven because it's the first episode. So I will pick on Samson. Uh, Something about this episode that made you feel awesome or that you got excited about. I really like that. I was able to tie in an advancement with something Britain did. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. I still just like the image of Gma in a fucking anime fight in the background while Britain's just trying to get yeah. next to like, no, we can just leave. We can just leave. <laughs> The sound design for that is going to be terrible. But yeah. So <laughs> weird how Britain just happened to have a dimensional prison. <laughs> what? what are you saying? He's a bounty you hunter. Know what that I'm makes saying. a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> makes too much sense, maybe. <laughs> Why didn't Gma have one? Uh, Gma doesn't need anything. <laughs> she was retired. She's. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I agree. Those are very cool. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we tell you, the listener, about something that we think is very cool for you to check out. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you give them an XP to check out? I would give our listeners an XP to check out the TV show Time Team, which is hmm. an extremely British, like popular archaeology show is Ooh. how I would describe it. I discovered it on Magellan TV, which is like this documentary platform oh. that does like a lot of, I wouldn't describe them as high quality documentaries. They're like clearly low product, but there's a lot of them. So like if you're interested in niche things, like you can check it out. But I also found out though, so they have like the latest season of Time Team on there. And the reason I was checking it out is I've been having like kind of an interest in prehistory lately and they did an excavation or two in... It's all in the UK. Like, they don't leave the UK. Mm. It's a British TV show, like I said. So Just a slow budget, right. But they get a lot of digs, and they're actually, like, the... They've been on for 20 years, and all of their past episodes are, like, on YouTube, on their YouTube channel as well. So I caught the 20th season oh. on this platform, but I'm, I'm going to go back and watch a lot of the rest. But one of the first episodes I watched was that they were excavating a hill fort in Wales, which is Iron Age, actually. They just dig trenches. They spend three days at a site and they just look for as many finds as they can. They they use geophysics uh, and like do radar and 
and they pull out these artifacts. They found some like pretty rare artifacts. And because they fund their own digs, they go to like a lot of. So the last one I watched was Oakham Castle in England, which is like a not for profit like historical site and they got to go in and excavate and get some answers around the property. It's an old like Moat and Bailey castle because obviously the historical society can't afford to bring in their own archaeologists, but the show will go and do it and fund it. So I thought that was really cool. It's like super light. So there are a bunch of weirdos who love to find old stuff, right? They're extraordinarily British. Sometimes it's so British it hurts. (laughs) And they just go to a site They, like, do their analysis the first day and open up trenches. The second day, they usually find a few things, decide where else they're going to dig trenches. And then they always throw a party the night of day two. And then day three, I mean, of course, it's very dramatized. I wouldn't call it, like, super academically rigorous. They usually try to, like, tell a story at the end of the episode where, like, Mm -hmm. there's some leaps there, right? But they really do find cool artifacts, and you learn a lot about that period of history, just sort of incidental to the show, and it's very light watching. So if anyone's interested in archaeology or history, particularly in Britain, and wants 20 seasons of it, hey, it's available, it's out there, check out Time Team. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, and they do more modern stuff. I like, you know, medieval and earlier usually, but they have like some World War I stuff on there and, and things like that too. So it's not just like the ancient or... Or middle ages. I understand classics major, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if it's after 1066, I don't want to hear about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if people wanted to tell us what they think about Time Team or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? They can tell it to our faces, but they probably can't find us. So explorerswanted.fm, <laughs> that's our website. We have all our socials right there. For example, on Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcasts. Or if they want to go to a healthy social media platform, uh, Discord. We have a Discord, explorersmedia.fm slash Discord. Additionally, if they would like to support us and it is within their means, patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted. Or you could use our Dicephilia code, DieHardDice, which is at the moment, Explorers Wanted, all one word. Get 10% off your order. So you have options. If you can't financially support us, we totally understand Honestly, the best thing you could do for us is to tell a friend, tell them what you like about the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do is give us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Honestly, Apple Podcasts makes the biggest difference. And that just makes a huge difference for people finding us as well as giving us a high that helps us, you know, get through the pandemic. If you didn't like the show or if you just thought it was meh, Well, I need to tell you a truth that rarely spoken, and that is the facts surrounding our moons. You see, despite what you've been told all your life, our moon was not always alone in the sky. It had a sister satellite that orbited in an opposing direction, such that you could only see one rise as the other was setting. It was much different. Whereas the moon you know is a sphere of pitted rock and dust, its sibling was green and verdant. Then one day, a red stain appeared on its surface, blotting out the grain, spreading faster and faster across its face, until finally it began to fall free and was pulled towards the planet below. There were terrible rains of iron-flecked fluid that soaked into the earth, and the first creatures that ate and drank of that blood became something more than they had been. Some say that ancient sphere shrank as it was exsanguinated until it was no more. 
while others contend it went into hiding, cowering behind its sibling from whatever foul thing wounded it. But both of those are wrong, because our moon was ever jealous of its colorful sister, and in a crime of passion, struck what should have been a mortal blow. But they were deceived. The blood of the hidden moon changed our ancestors and runs through our veins still, and it is only a matter of time before our silver moon, our tidal compass, comes to finish the job. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. One of these days, we're going to do a one-shot based on one of these like outros, and the answer will be in the outro, but we won't remember because there's been so fucking many. I'm at Slam Potato. That's what that other moon gets for not being made of cheese. I'm Real Tea Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with a Unicorn on Twitch. And Stephen, where can people find you? I'm Stephen. You can find me at Twitter at the underscore bad DM. That's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.